0: You are now tuned
1: in to the Main Stage Podcast. Here we go, y'all. Another episode of the Main Stage Podcast. You already know who it is, man. It's your boy Manny. Let me fix my mic a little bit. There we go. All right. Today we have um, another special guest here. You know what I'm saying? He's a fellow comm major, Uh, he's a producer of the campus YouTube show, The Rumor Report. Uh, He's from Newark, New Jersey. And he was awarded recognition by the Children's Specialized Hospital for his promotions on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Juwan. Wow.
2: Oh, <laughs> making me sound kind of important right there. What's going on, Juwan? Like, How you feeling, man? Uh, a little beat running around 24 7 on this campus. Yeah. Got me ready for some sleep, but it ain't happening no time soon. Yeah, it's
1: only like Tuesday,
2: though, right now. Yeah, yeah but t- Tuesday for me might as well be a Friday. For real? Is <laughs> that busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to be. Try to be. Right.
1: Alright, so you were awarded a certificate of recognition Tell me about that
2: Alright, so ooh, Let me travel back in time I believe it was last spring uh, For uh, my show, Groom Report I worked with uh, For the talents And our talent at the time Ada He actually knew uh William Patterson alum Okay His name was Eslam Nagam uh, Eslam Na- yeah, Nagam? Yeah, uh, Eslam Nagam That's th- one name or two names? Two names, that's two it's a two-party. Uh, <laughs> so, he's actually a photographer, um, and uh, he actually started this charity event called the Miracle Art Show. Okay. It, uh, he does uh, art auctions. He has painters come by. Uh, barbers do um, charitable haircuts for anyone who's willing to donate. Nice. And um, all the proceeds go to the Children's Miracle Network uh, in Mountainside, New Jersey, the hospital around there. Okay. And so... Gallo made that connect um, he brought him over to the show we set up a little interview with him and we put that up and he actually used that interview to for his um, own promotions on his internet page okay. and he told us how it brought in a good amount of views for him and more donors to the cause oh wow so he was just like thanks
0: for <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's <laughs> he like, a certificate thanks the
2: thing was he felt he felt that it was um, right to give the this- give us this award because he went to a lot of news networks that weren't really biting for him. Yeah. This was his second year doing the art show. But um it wasn't since this was a new startup they were like, I don't know if I wanna give this guy a shot, you know, put him on air. But he says we gave him the opportunity and it helped him out in the long run. So he just wanted to come by and show his thanks and um, I'm just saying you awarding me, I'm putting up on IG, I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm on cloud nine
1: (laughs) I feel you man. That's what's up though. That's what's up. All right, so yeah, you said you got a show called the Rumor Report. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, tell me about that. Like, All how and why did you come up with that? All right,
2: so it started back, I want to say spring '15. Okay. It's spring. It you know, me and my times. Yeah, you being uh, a while. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> now, nah, um, so it started off as a show called The Roundabout. It was like the view okay. for uh for the campus, but yeah. um. All the talents at the time had left and they needed a new set of talents to come on board. And it was my second semester at Willie P. Okay. So they're like, oh, we need uh, one more person to fill up a seat. Like, do you mind coming? I was like, no, 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 not me. I said, I'm not ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) I just transferred here. I'm not sure I can talk on camera. I don't know if I'm ready for all that business. But they're like, shoot, try it, try it, try it, try it. So I went on. We did a thing. And then the five of us there were the five of us chosen to do it. And um, it was me, Erica, Landon, Marcus, and Gallo. So
1: there was like an audition period? Yeah,
2: it was like an audition period at the time because all the previous talents had bounced. And so our professor Clark He was just like You know what There's five new people Um, How about we go about it differently You know Make it your own Yeah Uh, What do you want to call it so we bounced around, uh, going back and forth. What do you want this to be about? Let's call it the rumor report. Let's report on rumors that are going on in social media. Because if, if you look at Instagram, ball alert, shade room, the yeah. whole nine, there's always allegations being made about some type of celebrity, whatever's yeah, happening, whatever's happening. And you have all these slew of comments going about. So we're just like, oh, why don't we just stay on the pulse of what's happening, um, address these sort of things that are going on, and spin our opinions on it and bring it Bring some attention to it.
1: So, how you said it was called what at first?
2: I think it was, I believe it was called the roundabout.
1: The roundabout. So, yes. how is
2: oh, wait, no, no, I'm lying. Okay, <laughs> it was a roundabout, was one show to view, and then it was Pioneer Update. Oh, you know, they're gonna kill me for saying this, but yeah, it was actually called Pioneer <laughs> Update. And if you hear that name, I hate it myself, but um, yeah, so it was Pioneer Update, and then we made it rumor report.
1: Okay. So, how is the rumor report different from the Pioneer update? All
2: right, all right. So, originally, uh, the rumor report wasn't that different. We were just talking about celebrity um, topics a lot. Then we talked about Kim Kardashian a little bit too much. Okay. But at some point uh, after our uh, two of our talents left last semester, we were just like, we need to like revamp this. We need to make yeah, this. Because at the end of the day... Who who really gives a damn about my opinion on any sort of uh, celebrity content? I'm Mm -hmm. just like, who am I yet? I ain't Ryan Seacrest just yet. (laughs) So, I ain't Terrence J either. So, it's just like no one's really caring about that. How do I uh, find an audience... You know within this campus or within this community who are gonna really pay attention to what I'm speaking about right so this year we were just like how about we become more campus involved yeah so whether it's a campus event organizations uh, clubs the whole nine whatever's going on at willie p we cover right so we made that a point this year and it's something that I feel sets us apart uh, from other campus YouTube shows and something that makes us uh, something worth watching
1: so is this like primarily for the willie p students or
2: at this at this point in time, yeah, we're, our whole focus right now is just to show the campus and the people here that uh, we're, we're watching you. Now, but <laughs> at the same time, saying like we're here, we're we're here to uh, how should you say show what this campus is about, like what we're doing. I've seen so many people within my own life on campus who are just. I saw one kid uh, Zach um, uh, Matari I believe his name is He was on TRL A co- no. couple days ago no, no. I he's, he's just <laughs> I follow him on IG He's a William Patterson alum I got friends uh, Tima She's part of this uh, Band called Switch Mob Okay And so it's just When you see so many people On campus Like being about music Or uh, just doing th- these type of philanthropies where uh, I saw Kai up on Sigma uh, sorority, doing his Christmas drive. Yes. And so when you see so many people doing things that are productive, that are uh, uh, so, how should I say, um, that are just good for the community right. or for the image of the school itself, I like yeah. that. And I just want to be able to say that hey, this is where I am at. This is what the school's about, and. I got a platform. So
1: the people who are, like, really making noise on campus are the people that like. Yeah, those are the kids show. I'm paying attention to, yeah. So when they <laughs> come on the show, are they just a part of the show or it's, like, an interview? Uh,
2: So when they come on the show, it's an interview. So I, I ask you to come on board. If you got any footage of any events you're, you've uh, filmed or yeah. if you want me to come to your event and film it, mm-hmm. just let me know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we bring them on board. We show the footage uh, of what's going on. And it's mainly just a ask you yeah. what you do and do a little piece about who you're about and what you represent right. and um, what your goals are. Like specific. You know who
1: would be a good guest on your show? Who? The Main Stage Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: this is the first part to hopefully feature collabos. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We're worried. All right. So um, where do you see the show like four or five years from now? Because you're about to graduate, right? Yeah, so gonna I, got, I got
2: one more year after this, but hopefully it's still kicking and scratching after I bounce but uh, I think that's actually the intention Uh, when uh, our previous talents graduated uh, the remainder of us Erica, Landon and I, we were just like how do we format this show so that when we bounce when we leave and we're on to our own personal careers the students that are still here uh, can they follow the format Uh so we're just like so that's why we said we gotta be more campus involved We to show that uh, if you wanna do this you have to be able to, you know, conduct yourself on air, but also know enough about editing or filming so you can go out and film events. It's just, you want to start, we wanted to show students, but also prove to ourselves that whole Bar Hall, and especially the comm department, has uh, the tools needed to just start building your resume. Yeah. So absolutely. start like just show yourself that yo, this is what I banged out in school. So when you go to these interviews, NBC, ABC, well, this production company down the street, right. you can just say, "Hey, look at my content. Look what I'm capable of doing." You can't just say, "Oh, I think I can do this." Oh, I know. I can. no. I I know for a fact I can do this. Yep. So I just think content, having available content, nice. is very important. Nice.
1: So so somebody like me, and I feel like there's a lot of people like me. That hate drama. Like I don't want to anything to do with drama. I stay away from it. I try to stay as far as possible. Would I be somebody that's gonna enjoy the show, even though I hate drama? <sighs> I
2: don't know. I feel like you gotta, I feel like you gotta enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> At you least, least have, you gotta be. Yeah, you just, know. I feel like my thing is. I feel like I'm a magnet for drama a lot of times. <laughs> so I feel like it always presents itself to me. But I think the the um, focus is to make sure it's not your drama. Yeah. Just I just hate
1: drama, period. Like I hate people complaining, I hate drama that's unnecessary. Like just get over it and move on. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I hate it, but I think there's uh when drama comes about, I feel like there's lessons to be learned from it. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not trying to say that we uh cover drama in the sense that we're trying to gas up situations yeah. or we're trying to make a mockery of certain things that are going about. I think it's saying, "Hey, if this is happening, um why?" Yeah. Um, what comes out of it what are the consequences like what's the true meaning behind it Mm -hmm. so like just throw away example the drama that came about when you see celebrities like the Jenner girls putting their faces on hip hop legends like Biggie and Tupac the Jenner girls Kendall and Kylie Jenner Kardashian oh oh oh, Jenner girls yeah the Jenner girls so um, when you saw them putting their faces on hip hop legends like Biggie and Tupac for their little shirt line that they did, yeah. they, had, they had a bunch of backlash talking about cultural appropriation and disrespecting hip hop community and just the black community itself. So when you look at this, you can't be like, oh, I, I love them so much. Like <laughs> you, you can't or just say, oh, people are just overreacting. You got to look at the drama. You got to understand yeah. why are people reacting reacting the way they are. Um, is there a deeper meaning to these celebrities walking into hip-hop communities and black communities and taking cultural aspects of it and, you know, using it for their own sort of profit? I think
1: that's just them, like, trying to trying to entertain as much audiences as possible. Of
2: course, and of course, it's probably just their own little way of um, creating a five-second soundbite of drama so they can yeah. put it on a clip of the next episode of Keeping Up the Kardashians.
1: So, for the people that don't know, because I don't know either, like, what happened? In that right. situation
2: So from that situation uh, From what I understand It was just uh, They were coming out With a little clothing line Yep And they had Who, who uh, we talking uh, about Kylie and Kendall Jenner Okay So they Introduced shirts Where they put um, One of their Instagram pictures On top of A picture of Tupac And uh, one another Instagram picture Of her on top of uh, Biggie Smalls So it's Like on top like Yeah yeah So it was like like copy and paste it on, like transparent. It's just, it was just like they com- try to combine the images. Oh, okay, I see. But it's just simple fact that when we uh, when we talk about events like that, so it's just like, are they trying to get a rile out of people? Yeah. Um, are they just saying like I think they did a deep apology where they're like, oh, we didn't mean to be disrespectful. But it's like, wh- what was the thought put into your clothing line? You know what I mean? And another situation was them, um, how should I say, making a clothing line based around uh, the Chola image. Um, Latino women from Mexico and The big hoops, the mm-hmm. dark lipstick The, the um, little Plaid shirts And it's just like When you emulate, emulate communities of women of, of certain cultures And you try to like bite it off And mm-hmm. say you invented it Yeah, People are going to react People are going to beef with it If you're over here using my, uh, my personal Ethnicity culture as some sort of costume Or some sort of uh, point To get a quick buck i'm gonna feel disrespected
1: yeah but i think if which, ha- which happens a lot in a lot of communities is like people take ideas from a certain ethnic group and then they try to flip it and then take what they flipped and try to make it their own so like
2: i just, I just feel like it's odd so like especially like especially right now in hip-hop as well when you see all these new up-and-coming rappers yes i don't uh i don't know what his name is lil pump gucci yes. gang I'm, I, I believe the dude ain't even black and he's over here <laughs> working his dreads yeah. and all this stuff. So when you see these sort of young stars who are coming up in the celebrity realm, uh, co-opting certain styles and certain things that come about, drama does come about. Now,
1: he does have dreads, but he also has multicolored dreads. Oh. So he took the dreads and, and he made it his and own. And
2: he spiced it up with some color. Yeah, so <laughs> that, so mm, <laughs> I guess. that
1: I can't really feel. I don't really feel disrespecting when people do that. Because unless they do it to a point where they're trying to abuse it and trying to like make fun of it and not really be in themselves.
2: I just feel feel like a lot of times these young celebrities use it as their way of rebellion. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. So
2: I just feel like a lot of young kids take hip hop as, oh, it's I'm a rebel now. I'm a rebel. You saw with Miley Cyrus and her little um, stint with twerking and being out with all these rappers smoking with Snoop Dogg and Tyga. And then all of a sudden she's back to a country singer.
1: Well, she did that because she was tired of being known as... You know that little Um, Panama. That's what I'm
2: saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Using hip hop as a way to, um, get this. Oh, oh, I'm I'm different from everyone else. I listen to hip hop. That's why I'm dope. That's why I'm different. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like stop. Yeah. I just feel like if you're not really a part of those sort of environments, if that's not something you're about, then leave it alone. Yeah, I get you. So when those sort of things come out, people do react. And drama does come about And arguments happen on Instagram Twitter hashtag startup So that's the sort of things we do cover Yep And that's sort of things we pay attention to But like I said We like to make it a point To add a deeper conversation to it Not mm-hmm. just talking about it from a superficial lens of Oh well This is why it was wrong Well This is why it was right Nah It's like I don't know why What was the thought process behind it Like Can you understand why someone might feel disrespected by yeah. So and so rocking some dreads, or you know, this clothing line like, why the why is behind it all? So,
1: you break down the rumors and try yeah, to yeah, make essentially, sec, we're like... breaking
2: down rumors and breaking down the dramas and all that. Gotcha, gotcha,
1: that's cool, man. So, like, you guys do it on YouTube only, or is it like,
2: yeah, 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 it's a YouTube channel of through the school. So, we posted, so on the it. school controls
1: it virtually,
2: um, yeah, pretty much. But, uh, we determine the content, we run by our boss, let him know what we're doing, but more or less. We have the freedom. Yeah. I've, I haven't up until this date dealt mm-hmm. in with an issue where my boss was like, no, we can't put that on.
1: Right. So, so like, is it like a randomly uploaded thing or is it? Like yeah, every we
2: upload uh, every Tuesday night. Nice. So, I, so it's pretty tight, pretty tight. Uh, and um, yeah, that's about
1: it. All right. So yeah, enough about the show. So um, <laughs> so you're a comm major, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, your yeah. concentration?
2: Oh, Lots. Um, actually, uh, <laughs> concentration in broadcast journalism and public relations.
1: How'd you do both? Like, do you have two minors? No, oh, double major. Oh, I was like, how long can I stay in school? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, what do you plan on taking your your com degree?
0: Hmm. Um,
2: I like I hate that question. Um, <laughs> not, so my my big intention, um, doing the whole broadcast journalism thing was just getting experience. Yep. I felt more than ever I needed the tools Just to feel more comfortable On the camera Learning right, how to like Go about the language I speak you uh-huh. know, When you're writing scripts Yeah And um My hope Is you know Audition For like Hosting jobs or Whatever But I actually uh, Took up um, You know All these tech classes I'm doing right now Because yep. I'm applying For production internships Nice uh, I think it's important To understand how Shows come about mm-hmm. Whether it's from The writing aspect Because I, I personally Enjoy writing um, whether it's writing or putting, setting up sets, yeah. or handling stuff in the back, because I feel like that's a way to get your foot in the door.
1: Yeah, and it's important to familiarize yourself with all aspects of like your field. So, like, if I'm a host on the show, I gotta, I gotta understand how the cameraman, you know, how his job works. I gotta understand how the screenwriter works. You know, I gotta understand everybody. I
2: just feel like that makes you someone easy to work with.
1: Yeah, man, and it's, it's like appreciating, it's appreciating how everything comes about rather than just me being a stuck up host you know coming in clocking in and doing my job and leaving It's it's more like, i just appreciate.
2: feel like when this is the field you want to get yourself into you need to show how passionate about about it you are yeah so when i first started it was always a situation of all right what can i do now well all right juan you just finished doing your script um we don't need you all right well i'm gonna go to the back sure. and i sit down and I ask anyone you need help with this you know with that what can i do and I'd be thrown on prompter, I'd be thrown on graphics, right. and it's a situation of I want to show whoever's there, like, I'm about this. This yep. isn't some hobby, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I feel like while I'm um, doing these production internships, to um, build a repertoire with people in the business, and it's showing that, hey, I know this kid, he's here every single day, mm-hmm. he's putting his work in. Uh, and, I hear he's interested in this. Let's give him a shot. I feel like that's it's once you build those relationships and once you show people what you're capable of, it's like all right. Well, he knows how to write his scripts. He knows how to write. Well, can we see if he can talk? Let's yeah. Give him a shot. And I just feel like it's very important just to do that. So right now I'm hoping to use my degree and just to nail down. Uh, so, <laughs> so you want to be a
1: host? You want uh, to be a host?
2: Yeah, that—that'd be the dream. Yeah, but it's more <laughs> like I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go. Where? So it's just, as I'm, you I'm, should. I'm ready for it all.
1: See um, now, me personally, I'm getting a little nervous because I'm a journalism major also. I'm a yeah, broadcast yeah, yeah. journalism major, and every time I tell somebody that, every time somebody asks me that question, like, "Oh yeah, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to go?" Like, I give them the answer, like, "Yeah, I want to be a host or a radio personality," but they keep telling me that there's no job security or they keep telling me that oh it's hard to get in there and the main thing that they keep telling me and i keep hearing that's bothering me is the fact that there's no money in communications and that's it's making me nervous because this is my passion you know what i'm saying this, this is what i want to do so what should i do
2: there is money and then there is the money yeah. <laughs> but uh, i think it all comes down to work ethic Okay. Uh, I feel like, especially at this point in time with all these platforms we have now, everything's basically becoming self employed. Yep. So I feel like
1: anybody can wake up and be a journalist.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, a good journalist. That's the difference. So I, think, I feel like
1: social media assists with being a good journalist,
2: though. And I feel like that's what we're going through right now. It's just I'll see people that are constantly constantly updating their Instagram, constantly yeah. updating their YouTube, uh, constantly updating your Twitter. It's like you got to be on every social media platform covering some aspect of your intended field. Word. So, one thing I try to do, which is something I I'm guilty of slacking on too, is being consistent on social media. So, it's like if I post if if the YouTube show goes up tonight, mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, I got to take out time to download the video, put the clip Good sound bite from it onto my yeah. IG and make sure I hashtag date that shit up <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, weird. it's mad annoying because you're like, hashtag Beyonce, hashtag Jay Z, hashtag 444. Four,
1: four. Oh, that really but works? Like
2: I, I feel like it does because when um, I started hashtagging annoyingly, like I actually got uh, likes and follows from people. I, Outside of my normal social groups, oh, wow. I think I actually commented on some Taylor Swift uh, drama a couple of weeks back, and a bunch yeah. of Taylor Swift blogs followed me. I ain't about Miss Swift. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't listened to no Reputation, but I feel like my reputation's on the ups. <laughs> yeah, with See, I, I don't
1: do that. I don't really use hashtags. I, I just
2: and, and, and it is annoying i can especially with your followers and especially when especially when it's the followers are people you know yeah it's like, yo can you like stop with the bs <laughs> i don't want to see all that on my on my timeline yeah, word. but um i feel like there is a benefit to it word. i feel like uh, especially when you hop on hot hashtags i actually did um this one chip challenge uh, yeah, people, I've seen that. I've seen yeah, that. I nearly died on air for, for 400 <laughs> views. <laughs> but, but um, it was this um, Pocky chip that one of my boys brought into the studio. And he was like, oh, we got to do this
1: challenge.
2: It's like popular over uh,
1: all these morning shows. Yeah, it's supposed to be the world's hottest
2: chip. Yeah, right? yeah it's like the world's hottest chip. Like, you can die from this. So <laughs> n- me, always down for a challenge. I was like, yeah, uh, I'm about this, guys. <laughs> So we get on We do this thing And my throat's just Burning like, I'm just like Crying And I was like Yo this is how my My life ends and it, just, it ends it with some, some views, views. But, th- but that's the thing I added them On the post I tagged like Every main hashtag They had Foreign Like for someone starting out, 400 views. Yeah, I mean
1: that's, that's pretty it's valid. nice
2: for a little beginner. Word. So it's sort of like that. It's just likes and views, and it's just saying like you're being present in things that are happening in here and now mm-hmm. with 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 what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So it's just like that. The flexing the way to to boost your own presence is like hopping on with going on currently trending mm-hmm. and just using that but also tailoring it to what you what, what message you're trying to send out yourself
1: so they contacted well they they liked it or whatever those hashtags no they-,
2: they did it in that case which is you know mad offensive but uh the <laughs> children's miracle network actually liked my post and recognized me when i did a little package on uh this fundraiser i covered yep so it was just I'm, I'm out here i'm out here making little moves yeah man that's good that's good <laughs> that's good to hear Nah. so i'm gonna start
1: to do those hashtags i'm gonna take your advice and start to start I gotta start using those
2: hashtag put that work in Where?
1: so um how long have you been here at WDP? p
2: oof college in general yeah. um forever Nah. uh so <laughs> feels like forever right <laughs> yeah but no, actually i have a long ass journey considering uh me in college so back in high school I felt I had the GPA to apply to all of the big colleges in yep. you know, hall, mad expensive, throw all my money out the window. <laughs> but um, my counselor, I feel like she just dubbed me. I didn't get no responses from no one. I don't For know. If she, from my counselor.
0: Oh, my like, counselor.
2: Yeah, my yeah. counselor, I think she forgot to submit my stuff on time. Okay So Your high school counselor Yeah my high school counselor okay. So I was shit out of luck uh, So it became a situation of I'm just killed with these Straight A's Straight out of high school Oh the whole family's He's going somewhere <laughs> And I'm over here like I haven't gotten Not one acceptance letter <laughs> So <laughs> So you settled for all the Yeah No 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 I settled for Kane University Okay They uh, came to me During the uh, instant decision day Yeah So I was like, I can't go back home. I can't show my mom I ain't got nothing. We just gonna go to (laughs) Kane. So. Um I spun Kane. I said, "You know, I'm taking a semester, uh, you know, focusing on a lower income uh university, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll I'll chase after the big ones after I get my uh, core classes out the way." Right. That's what I'm doing. That's that's the story I sold everyone on. Yeah. <laughs> but, um I went to Kane, and it was actually a pretty decent school, but it's just for the comm department specifically, at least for me, I felt it wasn't challenging me or like putting me in a situation where I felt like I could uh craft you know my skills you're reaching your full potential yeah yeah because yeah. i was actually thrown into a radio station once oh nice no practice whatsoever he was like i get on the station i was like yo i don't know what i'm doing sometimes that's the best way to learn i mean now. i guess but for me 18 years old you're thrown into the wilderness i was like sos and a life alert yeah. so <laughs> i'm just like i need help um uh, somebody help me uh so i didn't i just felt i was in a state of like just, I felt like Clues. I was in the wrong place. I'm yeah. not doing the right things. Like, what am I doing? So, I was like, you know what? We're gonna push yourself. We ain't gonna give up. Uh, I actually pushed to transfer to Montclair State. Okay. I'm like, this where I'm at. This is the final chapter. I'm gonna finish this off. <laughs> Yo, Montclair has you do interviews for the comm department. Oh, wow. So, they're like, they're like, in order to get into the program? Yeah, in order to get into the program. So, I'm selling myself. I was like, I know how to talk. I'm the man, like, this is what I'm about, this is what I'm about, I'm going be on the news, I'm going to be an anchor, I'm going to do the whole nine, you don't understand. <laughs> and they're like, wow, we love your enthusiasm, but um, we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they meant to do media production, like, behind the scenes, all tech, 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 tech. Yeah. So it's was like, all this talk about anchoring and speaking on the news, y'all told me that, and uh, it's not happening. They were like, oh, um, we're sorry. So I was in the situation, I was like, damn, I'm screwed. Yeah. So, um, I had this big beef weeks later with the financial aid department talking about, oh, you didn't get covered oh, for your tuition. We got to kick you out. So, they booted my ass. So, right? you were in Montclair? Yeah, I was in Montclair for two weeks. Oh, wow. So, two, <laughs> two whole weeks at Montclair. So, they booted my ass out. And so, I'm without nothing. No work. Mind you, they apologized to me two months later after they... Figured out they mixed up my accounts with some other student. Oh, nah. So, that's so crazy. That was some BS. So I'm over here sitting on my ass at home like, yo, I give up. I'm going to work at the grocery store. That's, <laughs> that's it. I'm a Walmart, dude. Like, my future boo just going to have to deal with that. Bagging groceries. <laughs> so, but um, at some point, I was like, yo, like, you need to pick yourself up. What? Like, yeah, there was some shortcomings, some missteps. Maybe I should have listened more closely at those open houses. uh, Yeah, right. uh, I actually found out about Willie P uh, through family. Uh, My my cousin actually went here and graduated. But it was so far out from my house. I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like the idea of throwing out all this money to dorm Mm -hmm. for something I wasn't sure was worth it. Yo, I'm telling you, one day at Willie P, checking out the comedy department, I was like, all right, sign me up. Where am I at? (laughs) Like, put put me in right now. Put me in, coach. So... I did an instant decision day here. They took my ass in, and then the very first semester, I put my ass to work. Every time they were uh, they found out about the TV club. The TV club is uh, this club for the common department. Every Tuesday during yeah. common hour in the martini room. Right. So they do this thing where all the kids come in who produce shows on campus, and they were just like, if anyone, if anyone wants to come in to work at the tech, if anyone wants to come in to learn about this, or if anyone's even filming their own project and they want actors, they're like, yo, does anyone want to audition? So it becomes a thing where I was like, yeah, I'm like sign me up. Yeah, I'm yeah, right, right here. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, sir. So I just started putting myself to work. And then the second semester there, that's when I got the opportunity for uh, pioneer update, which became room report. Yeah, <laughs> and cool. then the year afterwards, just banged out episode after episode after episode, and then it's been it's been a ride since. Nice man. So like
1: what was your craziest experience here at Willie P? You've been here for a while, right? Whew.
2: Um crazy experience? Uh, I feel like I can name 20 too many uh, i feel like some of them i'm not at liberty to speak about but yeah, um yeah. uh
1: so let's 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 narrow it down the craziest experience on
2: the show all right oh all right on the, well i have to say me almost dying for with the chips yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um i just think oh, the craziest moment okay all right one crazy moment was i had an argument with a co-host of mine
1: oh wow on the show like live Behind the scenes Okay
2: So The thing is We're close Like me and him I could say it like Like a brother to me Right But um He was just We were just disagreeing on something And my thing is When it comes to work I don't care if you're my sister If you're my best friend I don't care if Your work um, is work right? I'm just saying I'm gonna come at you And let you know What you're doing wrong work. So I just said Mind my, you my, I do understand I could come out of pocket sometimes I understand I've been told I'm a little rough around the edges Like yo You're coming from my neck What you want Calm down <laughs> But I just feel like When there's an issue I don't like to beat around the bush yeah. Let me know right now So I just sort of Straight up like And the thing is, I wasn't even critiquing him. I was critiquing someone else in the room. And he got offended? Yeah, he was like, oh, you need to be, you can't be disrespectful. You have to understand, like, I don't care. We all got personal lives outside of our work. Like, and I get how that might come off rude, but I just feel like sometimes when you walk into the workplace, they're not going to care about if you just got dumped or if your mom is not feeling well. No, you. Your boss just ain't gonna give a shit. He they
1: probably doesn't. gonna get offended because they probably gonna say, "Wait, well, you're not the boss." So yeah, like. yeah,
2: yeah. And that's that's what the thing was because I'm over here acting like the boss. And I'm definitely yeah. I'm not the boss. But I was like, "Yo, like on some real, I don't care how you feeling. I said what I said, and that's it." Word. But he got upset. said, "You like clapping, just like boom, clapping." <laughs> and my thing is, when you clapping, <laughs> at me. was clapping at you. Um, uh, my, my friend, my boy, my my, my dickhead brother. Word. So I'm over. He's clapping at me. He's clapping at me. I'm like, I'm checking out. I just, I'm, I just left. My head for Mama, I was like, Yo, this is the moment that you either throw away your career, (laughs) or you just ignore it. Because I'm just saying, the noise just triggering me. I'm just like, Yo, like (laughs) where I'm from, where I'm from, it's like my mother always taught me, Yo, if someone's coming at you in your face and they're breaking your personal space, you just smack them. Just, 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 just but I'm just like mom. <laughs> you can't be doing that. <laughs> you know, I, like, I got here. a lot, I got a lot of things on the line, mom. In the living room, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. probably in here. the living room, but over here in the studio, that don't work. Yeah. So I'm over here smiling. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put a pin on this argument, and we're gonna address it later. Yeah, <laughs> but but the thing is once that happened to me, that was wild because I was just like you just broke every you broke every type of respect we had in that moment. We ended up recovering that friendship a couple weeks later, but in that moment, a couple weeks Dang, a couple, that took a while. Yeah, that, no no no. you see w- once I feel disrespect, I shut out, I shut you out. Word. I tell people from the jump, I was like, yo, I will respect you to the max. I'll give you all the type of love in the world. I like when it comes to friendships, I give as much as I can possibly give Maybe a little bit too much Word. To the point that You're like yo relax Like don't worry about yourself What you want yeah. But I just feel like When it comes to friendship I'm gonna be there for you I'm gonna support you In every case And in whatever when In whatever case that might be But um But once you disrespect me I'm just like I'll cut you out I'll walk by you In the hallway I won't even address you like someone will literally, oh, you know him? Nah, I just met him for the first time. What's yeah. up? it's <laughs> like, that, that deep? That's just how I get. Right. And maybe, I know, I know, that's kind of childish, but it's just, <laughs> it not. just, it becomes a situation of, I'm not gonna let you have this sort of power over me where you think you can just uh, say what you want right. and have no sort of repercussion. Uh-huh. I just feel like every action has a consequence, and to me, I ain't gonna punch you out. I'm a grown man. I got things I got to do. I'm working. I'm doing uh, four to five classes during a week. Projects, uh, studio things. I was like, I got a lot of lose I I, I ain't got time to bang out. So it's just a situation like, yo, I'm just gonna leave you alone, and I'm just not gonna talk to you.
1: Gotcha, man. It is is. so. Yeah, you do have this show called the Rumor Report. Yes. yes. You know what we're gonna do? We gonna get into some of the latest rumors. All Ah, right. All right. Cool.
2: Cool. Cool.
1: Cool. All right. So um. okay first things well every let me let me introduce the fact that this is all courtesy of world star hip-hop <laughs> that's my only news source personally that really matters
2: and they really um, bang out on that one yeah so. well we're, we're, all right so
1: the first thing so Tyree says he married his ex-wife to keep her in the country so I'm gonna play the audio for you I'll play it for them professionally yeah, let me play
3: Now, I can say to you, listen, Norma, I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate what we did. We had an angel. But I married you to keep you in the country. I never married you because I was happily married. You're from London. I married you because we had a baby on the way and I had to do whatever I had to do so that I'm not traveling all the way to London just to spend quality time with my baby. So now you're running around painting this picture like we was da da, da, da. like, bro, we got married and it was like seven people there. Like I am the most flashiest flamboyant dude other than Floyd Mayweather. I'm the (laughs) flashiest. There's nothing about me that's low key and quiet. You know that I married her to keep her in the country. Don't I'm giving hold. y'all the raw scoop like So for me bro, listen I hey. have moved on, I'm married, I'm happily married My life is blessed, my career is thriving And I got people out here who have decided I'm not gonna put you in a, I'm
2: not gonna put you in a... Yeah, this nigga Tyrese is a trick, bro I- I'm not gonna put him in a movie either I need the rock to rock bottom <laughs> ASAP pronto Nah, uh, it's Tyrese though man Nah, I just yeah. mm, I just feel like he's just so annoying right now Like it's just this situation yeah. He's talking about Oh he didn't want to fly out To go see his daughter But he got All this cash To be flying in and out of Dubai With his new boo Now, uh, I'm so,
1: Well that is kind of extra I mean if, I, if you got a baby mama You know what
2: I'm saying Y'all not really getting
1: along like that Then why would you do all But
2: alright Okay maybe I'll, maybe I'll give him that Word You know baby moms You don't want to be traveling back and forth It's different Cause it's a kid You want to be constantly In your kid's life Um If that was the situation Why did he even Enter that sort of Relationship Where I just feel like A kid had to be Made somehow um, So if you'll be here Having sex Unprotected With these women And then kid pops out And you're like Oh
0: damn
2: <sighs> Now I gotta take care Of this kid uh, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean,
1: Now he probably did Like have feelings for her So he married her To keep her in the country So they could raise a child
2: But alright I don't understand Why he needs to bring that up He already won the case He's not uh, It becomes a situation Where he's allowed To see his kid now Yeah And uh, There's no restraining order He's not being kept away From his baby girl Alright Move on I just feel yeah. like a situation of why are you? Well, st- right
1: now it's really I feel like it's in the recovery period for him because he really tainted his character with doing all the crime. That's his, his own family. fault. Yeah, but you know you do you gotta do damage control. Oh,
2: no. he deserves a Golden Globe for all that crime he did.
1: <laughs> nah, I mean, he's trying to he's trying to fix his image and get his and let his people know. I'm yeah, sad. I'm all right. This is what's going on. And I'm not understand. really messing with. I don't, my don't
2: know how it flipped from <laughs> his beef with his ex to him crying because the Rock won't take his phone calls. Um, yo, I don't know just, about all that Whoa. Yo he did He was complaining Oh I've sent so many messages to you Oh you don't answer Cause The Rock got paper like, Yeah I mean The Rock got like Three different shows Movies yeah, Bookings so I'll be calling him too Like yo <laughs>
1: You're my co-host for 8-9 movies You know what I'm saying Help me out I'm down right now I'm trying to get my baby girl back And if you're not answering Nigga hell yeah Like <laughs> listen I'm calling you Like look at your phone Like yeah I feel nah, him bro nah. I feel him 100% And
2: I do think that like
1: He's doing a little too much by, by holding the phone to his face And crying and all that But but then him
2: lying about uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith Getting him money We don't know that was a lie No well, I, was, I was just like oh. uh, I was But my problem with this is It's uh When I look at Azalea Banks A rapper I don't know if you know who yeah, she is. Yeah, I think she, yeah. She's known For doing this type of behavior. Crying all over social media. Complaining about something. Talking in very provocative ways. That just get people annoyed. But everyone just comes at this girl. Like rips into her. And the minute Tyrese did it. We see everyone coming to his defense. Like, oh, you don't know what he's going through. Yeah, his stresses. And, of course, he had those stresses with his daughter and his relationship. But right. you see this rapper and this woman going through the same her own circumstances that were stressing her out in her own particular ways. So I'm just saying it becomes this weird thing where we see women stressed out and going through these situations where they have emotional distress. Mm-hmm. And they're reacting, maybe not in a way we'd all like seeing on Instagram videos, but we're clowning them. Yeah. You know, coming at their looks Coming out if their the wig's not secure um, <laughs> And just, you know, ripping them apart But then you see Tyrese Who's doing the same exact thing And we're just saying, hey, you know
1: he caught a lot of flack from that
2: I feel like we did But I see a lot of times People are defending him Oh he's a
1: father No he- people are defending him Because a lot of people Can relate You know A lot of people can relate To the baby mama drama and they can relate To really the custody problems Because of drugs And money And stuff like that um. So people are like if you know somebody that had the same issue, you're going to give him a pass,
2: too. I just feel like sometimes there's this weird double standard when it comes to, especially to, uh, celebrities, when it comes to women and men. Yeah. That we see things where for a out of pocket, we're ready to just come at them.
1: Because I feel like for, especially Azalea Banks, I don't really know her from a can of paint, But from what I do know about her, like she's just really dramatic and takes right to Instagram
2: about it. I mean, I will say a lot of times, yeah. But I remember her speaking about her issue with uh white rappers and hip-hop and her speaking on the conversation of she feels like these a lot of these women can come in her spaces and you know have some weak bars but like get all this praise all this love from rappers that she looks up to so that's hate that's hate yeah because- i mean i guess you could come out as hate, but it's to me i feel like once you feel like when i For me, my thing is with that, it's just, I feel like we can all go through that, where I feel like if I'm working hard, if I'm working 9 to 5s every damn day of the week, and someone With half my experience Not nearly half my talent Who's not even doing Half the work I'm putting in Gets all this recognition Love Respect Oh you need to defend her Or defend him And then I'm being clowned Every which way And you know what I'm saying When you're disrespecting The sort of light And then you're being Constantly disrespected And then you react On radio interviews Maybe some Some of her arguments Are invalid But I will say I understand To an extent Her truth And I feel
1: like the race card Is an excuse The race card Is a really easy
2: Do you think? Yes,
1: absolutely. Because especially for uh, all right. So Azalea Banks, she is she a rapper, singer? She's a rapper. Okay, so she's a rapper, and she's clearly talking about people like Iggy. Yeah. And people. So let's say Iggy. So she's mad that Iggy is getting more love and respect for her music. Because she's white In rap That's hate That's hate And that's Playing the race card Is an excuse Because she can't Make good music
2: Alright so let me Let's say I give you this Right But then there's also The instance of Her problem with Actor Russell Crowe She was at a party Where uh, Things went down And uh, RZA The rapper was there And She got kicked out This joint Okay Kicked out And she said Russell Crowe Spit on her
0: Oh nah Yeah
2: (laughs) So, Russell Cole spit on her and called her a derogatory term, allegedly, from what I understand. It's and it's... when she talked about it on the internet and cried about it and felt disrespected that she's not respected as a black woman from her own men in her own community. Right. Uh, you had RZA defend Russell Crowe, calling her a liar. Then you right. have everyone ripping her apart for this. At, oh, she's being dramatic. You know her. And then it comes out recently, Rizza actually confirmed what she said was truth.
1: Oh, wow. So, he did spit on her.
2: Yeah, so he did spit on her. So uh, now it becomes a situation of This is what I'm talking about When you have women speaking on their experiences of disrespect And we're living right now in a current period Where women are coming out with uh, sexual assault Or um, the way they're mistreated in workplaces mm-hmm. So when you have women talking about their experiences And being obviously traumatized they bothered by it yeah. And then your first instinct is to, well, clown her But then when a man does it You say, oh, he doesn't deserve this and so it's just like we—I think we live in a society as well where we're quick uh, to coddle men. I feel like a lot of times that we're grown, and I feel like when you're going through your own situation, you can—you have to be a man about certain. I'm not saying you as a man you can't be crying, Tyrese. You cry all you want about your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like uh, the people who react to these sort of things. I feel like the same candor and the same um, uh, admiration, or the same emp- empathy you have towards men like Tyrese, yeah. you should have that same empathy towards women like Azalea Banks on, on the other end of the spectrum. So I, feel
0: I like, get you. I get. You. I
2: feel like there has to be sort of a little balance when it comes to that, especially when all these drama
1: stories yeah, come right. about.
2: I get you. All right. So um, let's, let's moving on.
1: So the last, the last topic we'll cover for today is uh, the Colin Kaepernick being awarded for his courageous advocacy. He was awarded by ACLU, I think it was. I don't know what it stands for. I'm sorry, I did not do my homework properly. But, uh, yeah, so um, he was awarded. And Colin Kaepernick still has yet to have a job in the NFL. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I read that um, the NFL is actually pledging, like, $89 million towards something like police brutality or something like that or to, like, human rights or something like that. But yeah So how do you feel about This Colin Kaepernick situation
2: Can we play the brace card here Cause I'm not sure yeah. uh, I'm not sure Nah we could, <laughs>
0: we could.
2: Nah uh, I feel like Well Colin it's weird uh, this situation uh, He was actually I believe he was named Citizen of the year By GQ Yep So he's actually had He's actually staying Booked and busy Even even if he isn't Working for NFL He's had these interviews With GQ uh, I believe uh, There
1: was um A situation Where they was Wondering why he got Citizen of the year And not man of the year and man of the year is supposedly like bigger than citizen of the year I mean
2: I feel like citizen of the year was just saying him as an American So yeah, basically in, in a way just saying he he's speaking for the American people in a way Yeah where a man but, could um, just be like oh this random guy Yeah this man who's uh, done amazing in his field I think when you say citizen of the year he's speaking It's speaking on a grander scale National scale regarding uh, the city where we're living in right now the, the America Yeah But uh,
1: So do you think kneeling was disrespectful?
2: No. I feel like my, I feel like we live in this country And our whole thing is The second minimum right of speaking how you feel yep. And my the weird thing about it Is just, is that You deal with situations Especially as a young Latino man uh, You deal with issues Where people speak ignorantly about your country yeah. where you're from uh, I'm Puerto Rican so I'm American either way you slice it yeah, But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you deal With ignorances where certain like, you know, People are all grouped into the Mexican Stereotype or just uh, Being come, Having to come to this country across the border yeah. So when you React to that people will say Oh well I have the right to say what I want Or express how I feel mm-hmm. It's my amendment right. right But I noticed that when he did it when he took his knee And he started protesting the Well at
1: first he didn't take a knee at first he just sat down period
2: Wait, he did But the thing is I feel like that's all the traction came about When he started taking a knee But yeah. the, I feel like the the whole concept of him expressing His own personal protest um, He had a reason behind it And I feel like when he expressed that It was still it's taken sick. as anti-American yeah. It was taken as uh just disrespectful towards the nation. It just feel like it's weird that when certain people and communities unite and uh, speak on their feelings or the sort of inequalities they feel, it's all of a sudden being disrespectful to the country. And, and it just feel like it's it's a double standard that I feel like a lot of people don't want to speak about or address. Yeah. But um Because
1: it's a touchy subject, like you know what I'm saying? with, with the race card it's just like it's it's so it can get so messy in so many different ways because there's so many people that can be offended and me personally when it comes to like people being racist and clearly racist and look at the the, the president we have i'm ne- i don't get offended to the point where it hits me right like right in the heart you know what i'm mm. saying because i feel like the people that get offended the most are the people that think it's true like if i sit here and i say all these things about black people and I get offended. like you really sit here saying all this, I gotta probably think it's true. Like if you really if you're really calling a spade a spade, I'm gonna feel some type of way. But being that I don't think half of the things, that are said about black people are true. Like all black people are not criminals. All black people that wear hoodies and sag their pants aren't probably gonna do any bodily harm to you. So I'm not gonna really gonna get offended. I'm probably laugh at you in your face, like you stupid. Like so I feel like people that get offended the most are the people that are oppressed. And me not being oppressed, I really don't I don't feel some type of way in my heart. But it bothers me when it happens. But I'm not going to sit here and say It's not going to ruin my day Just because you did that to me You know what I'm saying Just because you said that
2: I mean I feel like I get that Especially when you're taking the power away From someone's words Yeah Saying regardless of how You look down on me Regardless of how you go about disrespecting me Yeah if I'm not affected I'm not, 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 not going to lower myself To that standard But I also feel like just because you're saying that doesn't mean I'm going to stay quiet on my end. You know what I mean? I'm still going to talk yeah. about what I need to talk about. I'm still going to address the problems that I'm, I'm going to need to address. Yeah. But it's just I feel like we're living in this weird situation now where it's... Where, right now, where I even saw on the internet where we're seeing uh, white Americans uh, start saying it's okay to be white. I believe it's, it's a new um, trend going around right now. And it becomes a thing of where did the divide become anti-white? Yeah. I feel like the conversation started with Police brutality and the inequalities Of you know uh, being convictions And arrests and the way uh, Police officers handle um, uh, Young black men and women mm-hmm. And so it becomes this thing Where if I'm just commenting On the Poor business practices the poor, business, But the poor handling Of uh, Americans yeah. and, and the way police go about it Where did it go Oh I hate white people I just feel like once you jump into that and you start saying, "Oh, this," thing, I feel like that also exposes you. Yeah. As being uh, as well, why do you see it that way? Do you all do you all just assume that the people killing these young men and women yeah. are are white? And it's just I don't know. What people I, say, I, I like, like uh, what's rut, what's hard for me, though, especially is because I try my best to step out of these conversations because. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm I'm Latino I'm, And I'm also white So mm-hmm. I'm Portuguese from my mother and uh, Puerto Rican So everything that's going down I'm most likely never going to experience I'm just not going to deal with it right. my, my cousin, might my, she's Dominican And she presents herself as Afro-Latina mm-hmm. I have a godbrother who's who's uh, Puerto Rican And black So it becomes a situation of My family might have to deal with that And when they speak up on those issues I can't say I relate Because I'm never going to deal with it but also have to be, in my eyes, I have to support them. I have to be present. have to say, give them those spaces to speak, listen, and hear them out. And if ever it comes to a situation where anyone wants to, you know, protest or go to um, town halls, whatever the case may be, yeah. I have to be that person who says, hey, I'm going to stand by your side. But when these conversations come about, and I feel like I've dealt with a lot, especially on this campus, um, especially when you have classes like race, gender, and uh, sexual rights, and all these sort of things where conversations like this come about, um, I hate leading the conversation Because I can't speak from experience Yep. There's never going to be a situation Where I'm like oh I was stopped By a police officer for the way I looked Or I was wearing you know what I'm saying I'm never going to I'm not So my best thing with this When it comes to Colin Kaepernick and him speaking On his feelings about the way The, um, the, the justice system works And what's going on right now I just have to say, I have to sit down and listen I have to say I hear you Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's anything I can do, then what is that? Absolutely. I just feel like it's just. I feel like it's very, like odd, especially when I see events. I don't. I really don't like events on campus, where I see the wrong. Not to say it's the wrong person. In my head, I just feel like the person who should be leading the conversation should be the person most close to the situation. Yeah. I believe that we had one time I had a. Uh, police officer come on campus, speaking about this, uh, and um, about the count campus situation. Yeah. So, and then remember one time he talked about Black Lives Matter. Oh, nah. He said he said so. Do uh, Latino lives not matter? Do uh white lives not matter? Hey, we say so that. So it becomes a thing of I want to speak on it, but at the same time. Who am i like i feel like it's like two people who are so far removed from this you know what i'm saying you yeah. know what i'm saying we're so far removed from it all that we're gonna be arguing about something that doesn't necessarily um i should say f- i don't want this to like affect us directly yeah i felt like there should have been someone uh maybe it should have been a black officer who should have been present at that, uh, that event absolutely um or someone has to say we have plenty of uh groups on this campus that are wonderful about we have the brothers for awareness we have the bsu yep. uh we have sable so we have a lot of uh organizations on campus that are very about um empowerment of young black women and um men who about their education and you know Shout pursuing you know, <laughs> you know you know you know i'm saying like pursuing their own personal careers so i feel like when you have conversations like that you need um young intellectual men and women like that to be present in those conversations because i feel like when latinos and white people and people of other races are speaking about black lives and black um, women and that whole thing of black on black crime on you know all those sort of subjects uh, revolving around black identity i feel like it's inappropriate for anyone outside their race to be commenting on it i can't i, can't I just i just i just feel it's disrespectful and i feel like it's inappropriate i feel like if i'm going to hear someone out and speak on this then I need someone who's actually affected by this or aware of this. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, who am I? Yeah. Who am I to speak on it? Who am I to
1: judge you on you can it? use your platform. As yeah, but that's movie. what
2: I'm saying. And that's that's when, we take, when I take it back to a rumor report. That's something I'm trying my best to do this year. It's like when things like this happen. When Colin Kaepernick, he's news. Yeah. He's within the celebrity realm. He's within um, current politics and entertainment or political. And I feel so like... I'll just give you some material, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when stuff like that happens and he's named Citizen of the Year and this is coming about, I don't like... I don't like to be like, oh, well, this is my opinion on it. I want it to be a situation of, all right, who on campus do I feel can best speak on this subject? Who from whatever club it might be? So like I said, there's BFA, BSU, uh, Sable. I'm going to ask one of those people, whether it's a young man, young woman, who I feel can best bring the best out of it and say, hey, would you like to come on our show on Tuesday? Between 5 and Um, (laughs) 6. Come in. Um, This is what it's about. I just want your opinion on it. Um uh, what it means to you and uh, what you think it means for the young men and black and uh, young black women and men yep. on this campus and what do you see in it?
1: Gotcha, yeah. So everybody rumor report every Tuesday night at four to f- we said five to six, right?
2: Yeah, yep, yep, yep.
1: Five to six. You can catch it on YouTube uh, you want to shout out your social media and all of you, where they yeah, can find you, the show? Yeah,
2: you know I had to. Um, you can just follow me on Instagram at Juwan the Great. That's great with two T's. So it's spelled Juwan. So people yeah, know. J-U-W-O-N. I there keep it thinking. Is. It's not Juan. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: y'all. That's it. Uh, the Main Stage Podcast. You already know what it is, man. It's your boy Manny, and I'm tuning out
0: right now.